Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPatino. So happy you could be with us today. Um, hey, you know, when it comes to coaching styles, you know, there's a lot of different styles that, uh, you know, the coaches choose uh, in their professions and everything. Today, uh, we have a coach with us who has an engineering background. So really, it's all about the data, understanding exactly what's happening. We follow the data to understand how we move forward. And we're going to uh, get into that a little bit more. She's going to explain her style to us. Um, it's all, like I said, data-driven. Her, uh, She owns a company called Claritas, and her name is Gloriana Tay. Gloriana, welcome to the show. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. And yeah, I know my coaching style may be a little bit different um, than some out there. So it's to do with um, definitely influenced by my background, like you said. Um, I'm very logical. So um, the approach I tend to take really looks at um, information because people are complicated, right? Um, You know, I remember a question I get asked a lot is, how did you end up becoming a coach from being an engineer? And I've always been interested in psychology. You know, I loved assessments. I remember taking all different types, uh, Myers-Briggs, DISC. um, There's a lot of value in different assessments because you can't, it's, you can't just put people into a box, right? It's much more than that. And so um, when I was a manager, I I ran across Harrison assessments um, and it was different from what I had ever seen before. And what I appreciated about it is how it didn't put me in a box. You know, I've, I've had clients actually use that very exact phrase and that's what they really liked about it. Um, so I really enjoy helping people look at information about themselves and figure out how to grow and become, you know, get themselves to that place that they would like to be. Cause oftentimes, you know, we get in our own way. Well, yeah, you know, that seems to be a common thread uh, with a lot of the conversations I've had with coaches over the last several months is we as human beings have a tendency to get in our own way, uh, which causes a lot of, you know, angst, a lot of discomfort, a lot of problems in our businesses. But if you are looking specifically at the data. If you're looking at exactly, you know, what drives your business and, 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 and how you can use that data to move forward, uh, I would say that that would be very hel- I would think it would be very helpful for people who. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that. Are you asking about the business side, Neil, as far as data on the business side? Or are you asking yes. about the information that people can use to look at themselves? I'm thinking more about just the business side. Obviously, we can dig into both of those if you'd like, but let's let's talk about let's talk about business first. Let's let's okay. talk about how the data that you know what kind of data you're looking at and and, and really uh, what that does to help that that person or that company move forward. Okay, so on the business side, I think a lot of businesses do a good job looking at the data about their business. Right, they're looking at their finances. You know, regular reports daily, weekly, monthly, annual reports. So that part, I think we're really used to looking at the data there. The part where there's a lot of opportunity is looking at the data when it comes to our people operations, 
Okay. Because people for a, a lot of companies are the largest expenditure, right? It's their, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll say companies will say people are our biggest asset. Um, yet when it comes to the people side of the business, how much data do companies have? Mm-hmm. How well do they really understand their people? You know, a lot of companies, when they're doing a, a review, it's an annual review. Some companies have gone to twice a year reviews. IBM is probably one of the few that does quarterly reviews of their employees. It's a, it's a lot of effort, but it gives them more information as far as um, how their people are doing. More companies are starting to collect some of that data through employee engagement surveys and doing those more frequently and building that feedback loop in with their people. And the reason why this is so important is because, you know, we are, many organizations have already been experiencing a crunch when it comes to talent, right? And that Mm -hmm. that shortage is actually only going to get worse over the years. It's predicted by 2030 globally, we'll have a a shortage as far as uh, from talent. That's not very far away. And in certain industries, that competition is a lot tighter um, for talent just because of the demographics who's been entering the workforce, who's been leaving the workforce and whatnot. So I think this is really where there's a very large opportunity for businesses. And you see it with more companies starting to develop their own internal people analytics groups that are looking at more data around employees. And that's why I really... uh, like to show companies how they can leverage Harrison to collect more data about their people and their teams um, to help them build, you know, healthier teams and keep retention up because that's that's going to be a competitive advantage. Okay, so for people who might be listening who don't really know much about Briggs Meyer or the Harrison assessment, can you explain what that's what that is and what that's all about? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are a lot of assessments out there. Many of them are personality assessments. So Myers-Briggs is a personality assessment. Harrison assessments is a behavioral assessment. So personality tends to be uh, fixed. Behavior, you can change over time. So Dr. Harrison, he's found that when somebody enjoys 75% or more of their job, they're three times as likely to be successful in that role. That's no surprise, right? So oftentimes when we're looking to hire, it's not just about eligibility, like does somebody meet the requirements that you're looking for, their education, certain number of years of experience, but it's also trying to find suitability to the role. Are they a good fit, right? We're doing that instinctively. We're trying to find, are they a good fit? There's different behavioral interview questions you can use, but beyond that, there's actually tools out there like Harrison assessments that can really help you find out and increase the chances of you finding that that person that would be a right fit for a certain role. So are you saying that basically these uh, these assessment tools um, are really the only thing that you should be looking at? Are you taking wow. emotions and that kind of thing out of it? So how does that work hand in hand? Yeah. It's really meant to complement your existing tools, right? Okay. 
So, I mean, it doesn't say do away with best practices and things that you're doing now. Basically, the approach is, are you currently using something to complement um, your existing interview process? And if you aren't, there are tools out there. And so that's something that some companies are doing, um, but not all of them. And so there's certainly opportunity not just in the hiring process, but in the onboarding process, in the employee development process. It's really intended for the entire employee life cycle, all the way through leadership and succession planning. Okay, so now you have this data uh, that you've collected. You've kind of done an interview with somebody. You kind of feel pretty you know, hunky-dory about them on a personal, uh, more emotional basis and everything. So now that you have all this data and everything, what do you do with it? How does, how does that work? What's the next step? Um, it depends where you are in the process, right? So if you are, if you're looking at it for um, hiring, then you can use that information to see how does that fit, fit your current, not just the role, but it, their expectations, for example, for what they're looking out of that job. Um, you can use it to help attract that candidate to the role. If you know that they're interested in certain things, you know, for some people, pay and benefits are really important. For others, they're looking for a challenge. For others, they're looking for work flexibility, work-life balance. So knowing those things and what's important to that person is really going to help, help attract that talent for that role. Now, once they're in the organization, you know, having in the onboarding process, I'll share an example. I was on the board for a nonprofit we were looking for a CEO and the executive director at the time was actually um, there were we took our top two candidates through this um, and the person we brought in actually had less experience than the executive director, which, you know, sometimes that can make for a little bit of a awkward situation. Mm -hmm. But both of them actually shared their reports and when I asked them a few months later, you know, how was your experience? Was this helpful? They both gave me the same response. It was really interesting. They said, oh, this was so helpful so that I could understand how he uh, or she would like to work as far as, you know, their work styles and work preferences. It really made for a much smoother process um, and a much quicker way for them to be able to work together well. And in this day and age, you know, it's we have a lot of companies just are not very stable and not as stable as they used to be before, you know, in the past 10, 20 years ago, you might have been able to take more time to get to know your coworkers, get used to their working style. And now we really have to do, be, be able to do that at a much more rapid pace. So these type of tools can help streamline that, that onboarding process and get somebody to where they're comfortable, you know, working with their manager, with the team, um, and just understanding their coworkers better. Interesting. It's so interesting that you said everything that you said. I'm just I'm trying to absorb it. Uh, and a lot of the, what we talked about early on was in the hiring process. But you're saying that actually once uh, you've established you have an established um, uh, employees or team, uh, you can use these type of tools to actually even make your teams better. Absolutely. Yes. Fantastic. Now, in your uh, LinkedIn profile, you talk about using AI as one of your tools It's something yeah. that's really on the the minds of pretty much everybody on the planet right now. So talk about how you use AI 
uh, in your processes? Yeah, so I'm an IBM business partner, and IBM has come out recently with a, a suite of products uh, driven by Watson, which is their AI engine. You might remember him back in the day. Watson's been around for a really long time. Jeopardy beat, you know, uh, he was a Jeopardy champion. Um, and it's come a long way. Uh, I think the world wasn't quite ready for what they had to offer until ChatGPT came around. And then now, now all of a sudden, everybody's really interested. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really interesting how um, it came about. So they built Watson X and Orchestrate um, based on an internal use case with their own internal HR department. And remember those quarterly reviews I had mentioned earlier? Sure. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of time, literally, I think over 10,000 hours of time that they were spending trying to collect all the information that they needed for these reviews. They had quite a few FTEs that were involved with that. And um, they were able using um, AI and robotic process automation to streamline a lot of that work. And so now, you know, their HR uh, leaders could focus on talking to the managers about the employees instead of having to do this busy work of pulling this form and pulling this data. And that's really the beauty, I think, the potential that AI brings is it lets us focus more on the human side of work um, instead of the uh, repetitive, you know, the more task-oriented things that um, uh, AI can do for us. So I'll give you another example. I, I you, you mentioned my background as an engineer. So this is pre-COVID, pre-chat GPT. Because <laughs> I, I think um, what people need to understand, you know, chat GPT is an amazing tool. It's using external data sources. So not your, you're providing it with questions and prompts, right? Um, but the data it's getting is from the internet. It's from all these different external sources that it's compiled. So you're actually leveraging this huge web of information that exists that um, ChatGPT is harnessing to give you information. When it comes to companies, and when they want to use their own internal data and internal information, there is a journey that they have to take. And it actually starts, you know, you've heard of digital transformation. And in the very early phases of digital transformation, it literally involves digitizing the data you have. So I think that one thing that's important for people, leaders, companies to understand is you can't really skip that part of the journey and try to jump directly to AI when you're trying to use your own internal information. You can, you can try it, but it's going to be really messy. It's going to be, you're going to run into a lot of challenges. It starts with, you know, really getting the information and getting it to a format that's usable. And I'll, I'll share um, a story with, we were supporting a manufacturing process and this particular site, you know, all their data was local. You could see it locally. You couldn't see it 
outside of that site. And um, we were one of the first sites to pilot and successfully transition to cloud-based um, data storage where we could look at that data and review it um, remotely from anywhere. And I know that seems like, oh, that's really common now. Um, but some of these tools that allow us to do that have really only become available and uh, popularized in the last five, maybe 10 years. So prior to that, it was very difficult to get the data in a, a format that's easily usable as far as real-time you know, dashboards and things like that. So that's what's shifted and, and that unleashed a huge opportunity to see things that we couldn't see before. And I remember being at a point in time where, you know, we were talking about this and um, some of my coworkers were explaining, oh my goodness, this would be amazing. You know, we can do predictive analytics and machine learning and all these really neat things. And part of me was like, are you thinking you can just look at that? Like not knowing anything about the process and basically do my job, you know? And I think that's how a lot of people feel right now with AI and there, there's this fear about, well, is AI just gonna do, think, take away my job, right? And I've seen the other side, Neil. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't take away, nor my team, not for my team. It allowed us to actually enjoy our work more because we didn't have to go pull the data and build the spreadsheets and, you know, try and cleanse it. And there was much less of that. So we were able to actually analyze the information and do the fun part of our job. And so there, that's what I want to share with people is that there's going to be some hard work as far as getting the data to the format where you can use it where it's, you know, um, there's some, and it needs to be maintained, but that heavy lift, once you're done with that heavy lift, it's, there's so, there's a lot of value. We were able to de-bottleneck, we got 15% improvement in production um, on an existing process within a year. So it was, a, I mean, this was with very little spend. I like I love that we use AI a lot in our business as well, and it has uh, actually we actually hired more people over the last several months, and not as a result of the AI, uh, but uh, what we found is that they can use their time more effectively doing other more important things than yes. you know, like like you said. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hard work in advance. I mean, you, you work hard in advance so that you can. I don't know if you want to say cruise on the back end, but make your lives a lot easier on the back end. You know, so I love exactly what you're saying. And we're kind of using that maybe on a more elementary basis than than what you're talking about, because you're dealing with some pretty large companies when you're with this process. Is that right? Um, that was with my prior. Yes, that was. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a pretty uh, it was a three. I think at that point in time, it was the entire company was over three billion for sure yeah okay so what kind of businesses are you trying to uh, approach now with your with your your coaching and with your your uh, techniques that's a really good question so 
Um, with iTarget, I would say more medium-sized businesses currently. And with Harrison, Harrison Assessments is extremely scalable. So with Harrison, I would say it can really range anywhere from small all the way to, to medium. I mean, there are clients um, that are have over 10,000 employees, you know, um, McKinsey uses Harrison, Chick-fil-A uses Harrison, Jacobs Engineering. There's some really big companies that use it. But what I like about it is it's very scalable um, and you don't have to be a big company to really leverage the tools that it provides. Um, it's kind of like a Swiss army knife. So it's actually better, um, uh, more attractive, I would say, to companies that are maybe medium in size where they don't necessarily, they want maybe one or two things that they can use instead of having to use all different types of tools. Okay. okay. Well, that's, that sounds awesome. So um, we're getting very close to the end of our conversation here, our time together here, which is, I mean, there's obviously a whole lot more that we, we can really do a deep dive into this type of thing, but uh, maybe at another time. Right now, unfortunately, we don't have that time. So what I'd like to uh, ask you to do is maybe if you have some, you know, some final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with, I appreciate uh, you sharing that with us. Yes. Um, thanks for that. So one thing, you know, these, these tools are really cool, right? I mean, they, they really are. It's amazing, like, what's come about these past couple years. And I think what I'd like to have people remember is the acceptance part um, and getting people on board is just as important as the tools. Um, so there is a framework that I like to use. It's called excellence equals quality times acceptance. And this actually comes from Six Sigma. It's one of the most important really concepts out of Six Sigma. And it's that it, basically what it means is it doesn't matter how good your idea is. It doesn't matter how cool the tool is, right? If people aren't on board, if they don't see a way to get to that end result or vision, it will not succeed. And so, um, you know, just the and the teams that we have these days are much more complex to pull off a successful digital transformation. You have to have cross-functional, strong cross-functional teams and be able to break down those silos. And so that's where change management comes into play. Um, that's where, you know, design thinking, just um, active listening and, and really um, respecting other people's perspectives because you need that diversity of thought to be successful. Outstanding. Well, so if our audience would like to get in contact with you to find out more about Gloriana and your company, how would they go about any your, your processes and your programs? How would they go about uh, doing that? Yeah. So my website is claritasconsultcoach.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I have a very unique name. It's really easy to find me. Um, and my contact information's on the website. There's email phone number there. So and you can book some time. Um, I'm happy to do a, a introductory call and yeah, hopefully we'll connect soon. Well, well fantastic. Gloriana, you're a great guest. Thank you so much for being on our show today. 
Folks, that's all we have for today. That's our show. So thrilled you could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at TitanMediaWorks.com. That's Works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out our other great hosts on the Small Business Deliver Network at SmallBusinessDeliver.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.